happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm I'm here all by myself. We have a new stand-in intern helping me out this evening. What's up, Grognak? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, guy, it's just me, guy. Nice to be here. Yeah. Nice to be here, guy. <laughs> yes, you and I officially make guys. Reinhardt is up on Ape Mountain doing doing some stuff, and Dogbot had a Chupacabra emergency, so they both ended up with the weekend off. But we're going to have a good show for you. We have a guest tonight joining us. Oh, nice timing. Joining us from Antelope Hill. Yes, the one and only Antelope Hill. Seamus, what's up, man? Hey, Johnny, how's it going? It's it's going, man. It is Friday night. It is it is Paranormies time. It is spoop time. Um, always spoop time. Always, yeah. Um, yeah, Grognak, welcome to the show too, man. Thanks for helping out. Yeah, I'm excited to finally be on the show. Yes. On. Yes, this is, yeah, you actually finally get to see behind the curtain and all that stuff and see what's going on. Um, I know people are going to ask, what happened to Jack? Jack has his own show, Ascending the Spectrum, and, you know, interns aren't always interns forever. That's how it works. So, but love you, Jack. Keep it up. AmericConnor.org, you can check him out over there. There's a lot of other podcasts, including um, some show about Lesbos or something. I don't know, did I get that right? Some I don't know, they're weird guys. I went on their show, I think. I think I went on their show. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, they have a website. They have a whole bunch of shows over there. I'm, I'm trying to bance the guys from Les. So any any help would be appreciated, Grognak. They're fun. They, you should, we should have them back. They said they had all kinds of conspiracies they forgot to tell you about and ask you about. So. No, we should have them on. I should have them on this show then. We should have them on for um, the official um, learn the you know the actual protocols of the elders of Zyklon. Oh, I don't know if they're familiar with them, but I would love to hear them. Well, they're familiar with them. the elders of Z- of Zyklon. They they are the elders of Zyklon. You mean Zion? I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be like all of them, like because I don't know. That, that's a lot of retard in one room. So I heard Alex McFag is not a fan of flurfers. So no, I don't care. We should have him on just to ban him. No, we're not having. Is is he part of the show now? Alex McFag. This oh. is the, this is oh. another Mick. Mick something. Oh, it's another Mick person. Okay, I was confused about that for a second. Too. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, totally thought it was a different person, and we weren't calling. Anyways, woo. Um, nope. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll we'll do something with them. But we have we have more guests this season scheduled as it is. Um, but yes, welcome to the show, Seamus. You are uh, a member of the Antelope Hill crew. Very very fine little publishing outfit you guys got going on over there. Yes, it is. Uh, I am, I guess, what you'd call a sales associate. If anybody listening has been to an IRL event recently. And uh, seeing the Antelope Hill table or bought a book, uh, I was most likely there. Nice. Very nice. You guys could meet Seamus IRL. Go buy a book from him. I need to get some more books. I don't have... Buy like 27 books. Is that what you guys have is like 27 titles now? You have to have Uh, 29 soon. 29. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, every where, time I can I ask where where does the name Antelope Hill come from? Well, uh, the, <laughs> honestly, I, I noticed the A H. Is that is that just by chance? The initials yeah, A H. No, it's, it's not by chance. It's not at all. Oh, that's good. Yes, they're very. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, Antelope Hill guys. A H. Figure it out. Like, <laughs> it's not that hard, especially when you see what their what their what their library consists of. I what do I have from you guys? I have a couple. I have cultured grugs. Um, Based. Yeah, I have. I got. Uh, I obviously have Scott Howard's uh, first book, I have the Transgender Industrial Complex. I have not gotten his second one. Dogbot has it. Says it's awesome. I need to get it. But um, much like a lot of other things that I'm not allowed to buy anymore, I'm not allowed to buy books right now. So. <laughs> If anybody's ever seen pictures of my my bookshelves, you'll you'll know why. Uh, pile of shame going. Oh, unread books. <laughs> yeah, no, I keep saying I'm saving them for when I retire. Because <laughs> I have to do something, right? I have so many books that I have to read yet, and there's always new books coming out, and there's always crazy books that I haven't heard of, and somebody tells me that I need to check out, and next thing you know, there's a, another box coming from either a books or. You know, some other weird uh, old book bookstore. <laughs> I can't think of any of them off the top of my head right now. I should have done some more book prep knowing you were coming. That's all right. That's not, uh, not the topic of no. tonight's adventures. It is not. It is not. You are here for an actual content show. We're going to talk about some spoop in a little bit. But uh, how do you feel about Dungeons and Dragons? I have played it a, a couple times. Uh, I, I mean, I would, I, I would call myself a fan, I guess. Okay. Why cool. do you ask? Because uh, Drognet is like our resident dungeon master. Oh, really? Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I forgot to... Yeah, Grognek has invited me to this dungeon chat and like an online D&D game, and I never play. I feel bad. I should, cool. I should actually make a character. The first time I played with my buddies from high school, my character was Ben Shapiro. His uh, his race was Julak. He had skills in deception, thievery, and pickpocketing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. That's great. What, what's your favorite class, Johnny? Oh man. Um. Well, like was because when I was in high school, I was always like a half elf ranger because I always wanted to be like Tannis from from uh, Dragonlance. So, I based a lot of my characters on characters from books. I was pretty gay like that. Like I had a drow because of Drizzt. So I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I like them all. Is a drow like a dark elf or something? What is yes. That? Drow are dark elves. They're the elves that live underground. Okay. I guess I like the dwarves. Dwarves were cool. I, I tried to stay away from dwarves and halflings because I'm short anyway. And it was just always like, Oh, Johnny's a halfling as usual. Hobbit, you know, so I would, my well, characters you, were always at least that, six five. You, you had that episode where you're talking about somebody uh, wanting to play as someone in a wheelchair because they were handicapped. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. The ableist thing. Do you remember that? Well, that was that was recently. And that was because um, what's the name of the company that does? 
It's it's Wizards or Hasbro. Yeah, it's Wizards or Hasbro, but it used to be like TSR or something, right? And the games used to be it was like his TSR. own company for a while. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, D and D did a really gay thing where they're adding handicapped like classes. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I heard something about that. I think yeah, they so, talked about that on another show. So they're gonna do like handicapped accessible dungeons. Like seriously. Make sure it doesn't go down more than like a certain degree of slope. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. If if it's a if it's a lich's dungeon, it's gonna have to be handicap accessible. It just makes sense. Well, Johnny. I mean, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> women. I mean, yeah, I get it, Grog. <laughs> have you? I'm just gonna say it right now. D and D is a great way to teach your children about race. I'm just, just gonna it, put that out there. It really, really is. I mean that's 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 kind of why that they're uh, attacking it and like trying to make it gay, because oh, yeah. like you can you can relate it to real life like the orcs like they're every race has their their uh, I guess habits and unique characteristics that they all share. Yes, and uh, they don't want people making that connection. Like all the orcs are always like stealing angry bikes. and violent, and stealing bicycles. Uh, goblins are always like sneaky. And like charging way too high interest. Like, <laughs> I thought the dwarves were the I thought the dwarves were the Jews though. I've, I've heard that. I don't know. I just like dwarves work. They, they toil the earth. Okay, they are not. The, the, the dwarves are hardworking, yeah. blue collar workers. They like to make things. They're craftsmen. They are. That's what I'm saying. So I don't understand. Yes, they sell them. No, I I get that. Like dwarves are like. Like dwarven armor is like very, very highly prized, you know, and it's very, very strong. And dwarven weapons are very powerful and all that. And I know, I know they you've work- seen Johnny. I know you've seen all the memes. Did you see the one of the Harry Potter, the goblins? Right, they're supposed to be Jews. Yeah, the anti-Semitic memes. Somebody shared a picture of the bank, and it has a big star of David in the middle of the floor and someone's like, wow, look how anti-Semitic J.K. Rowling is. And someone's like, that's that's a real bank they did that in. That's it's an actual bank. <laughs> that's a real bank. That's, that's not an that's not a movie set, that's an actual bank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those weren't like animatronics or puppets or anything. They just like hired extras from Israel. Yeah. Yeah, they just right. they just went in the back room in Lehman Brothers and grabbed a couple of guys from out back. <laughs> Man. And and to think J.K. Rowling's a tranny. Damn it. Well, she's she's clearly a Satanist, at least. Yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? Why not? Speaking of trannies, somebody posted a picture of Lindsay Lohan in a bikini. And, man, that is the most tongue-depressor-shaped body I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, literally straight... Filling in for dog pot. What? Yeah, I know. Somebody has to. You're filling in for dog pot. <laughs> well, dude, you gotta understand. I think it's hilarious that dog bot is, quote, the tranny guy. Uh, and the only reason that even happened is because my Twitter got banned. And I've told this story many times, but, like, if my Twitter hadn't gotten banned when it had, I would have been on Twitter when all this, all the uh, the original... Uh, trans episodes came out and it would have been me taking the heat just as much as Dogbot. But since he was the only one, he was out there like Neo at the end of the matrix, just like, you know, like checking his nails while he was fending off all these tranny simps. But, um, 
Yeah, I, when I'll we f- were kids, we we used to draw mustaches on the um, on our friends' sisters' uh, Spice Girls posters. Yeah, and I feel vindicated in that now, knowing there's a totally those mustaches from groaning. Dude, every I, single I wanna, one of them. Every single one of them. I, I just want to. I just want to clarify. Uh, I don't follow it too closely. Uh, I don't. I just want like. A, I guess you could say a quick answer. The the ongoing theory is that all celebrities are trannies, correct? All A list. A list celebrities. A listers. Okay. So yeah. no, okay. Um I mean not so all because Lohan they do have to have they have witches. I mean they have you know, like there are witches out there. Like they deal with like um like first ladies. If you look if you really, really look, the, all the first ladies are men, but in my opinion, Hillary Clinton is a female. And I mean, the fact that her husband has owned up to her being in covens that uh, channel Eleanor Roosevelt and other, you know, dead uh, president's wives and whatever. I mean, that's obviously witchcraft. So you think Eleanor Roosevelt was a woman? Um, I'm not saying that Eleanor Roosevelt was a woman, Most but Hillary Clinton says that she channels her. So I don't know. Eleanor Roosevelt looked rather manly. All those president's wives back then looked very, very masculine. Of, of all the ones to say that, like, of all the ones to say that actually is a woman, Hillary Clinton is not the one I would have picked. Yeah, I know. But she's like one of those, like, breeder pig witch priestesses or something. I don't know. You'd have to ask Bella. She explains it better than me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes. The, the 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 theme is that all the A-list celebrities are trannies. And okay. you said what, the Spice Girls weren't A-list? Is that what you were saying? Oh, uh, you were talking about Lindsay Lohan on the beach or something, right? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan used to be an A-list celebrity at one point. I mean... You know, oh, okay. Yeah, now she's... Oh, when, when I worked in hospitals, she was, she was on the cover of all those magazines that were in the waiting rooms all the time. When she... She was wonderful. When she graduated from Disney, from the grooming program at Disney, uh, to the adult horror program that she moved into, the second stage of the whatever it is monarch programming that they're doing now, um, she was extremely popular back then. That was what, the early, the early aughts? The early 2000s? Something like that. The, the only thing I know, for, like that she was in, was like the Parent Trap or something. <laughs> right, right. And that was I, her, I her and a, an alleged hermaphrodite. Like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is supposedly both. Huh. That's like, well, that's the that's like the normie meme is that Jamie Lee Curtis is you know was born with both parts, and it's like it Snopes is fact checked and says it's not true. I think it's funny they put Lindsay yeah, Lohan the in the movie. The one Jewish woman that fact checks everything on Snopes. Oh God, the fat Jewish woman and her cats and the husband that left her for strippers and blew all their money. <laughs> That's such a funny story. Johnny, have you guys ever brought up Meryl Streep before? Um, no, but like that is a very ugly That's person. Amazing. Whatever it is. Yeah, the wife and I watched that movie, Julie and Julia where she is supposed to be portraying uh, Julia Childs. Mm-hmm. You know that movie? I've heard of it. I have not seen it, but how does, how does, how did it come out? 
it's it's hilarious and you need you need to you need to watch it is it, is it she intentionally funny though and, and it's supposedly a great impression of julia childs and it just her portrayal reminds me of a of the man with the wig like and her husband is this little tiny Jewish guy. You'll recognize him. He was in like he's like the bad guy in Transformers or something. And no. he's teeny tiny compared to her. And she's always sitting like a man with her legs spread. And she's just the tallest woman in the in the cooking class and stuff. It's holy. It's well, Julia hilarious. Child was like Julia Child was huge. Like that. Like people are like that's you know. That, that's and they mentioned in the woman. movie that she's marrying this little Jew she's married to is working for the um, what's the Israeli? It's like the SD SD S or something. It's like their secret service. Oh, the ISI. He mentions that he's a secret service. Oh, their like, secret service is Israeli called Israeli. ISIS. Then then they laugh about it. It's, it's funny. Yeah. No, their their secret service is called the Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. So ISIS. Isn't it weird? All right, I'll have to check that out. But Julia Child, I've often thought was a man anyway. I mean, she's like huge, got really big man hands, drank a lot, had a really phony sounding voice anyway. I don't know, maybe it was just me. But is Meryl Streep huge? Is that what you're trying to say? Because I've never never thought of her as really that big. But the only thing I've ever think I've ever seen her in was that stupid Devil Wears Prada movie. She's a famous giant man. Okay, so she's a giant man. Of course, I mean, obviously, but like, that makes sense. The very pinched face that thing has, right? Is that the one with the really pinchy face? Like, looks like somebody just pulled it tight from the nose area. She looks like she could portray any of the first ladies in a movie quite well. No, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not up on my my older tranny movie stars anyhow anyhow that's enough that's enough shit posting for tonight let's get let's get started there's a lot of stuff to talk about what we have to talk about Seamus Seamus is here because we're doing another paranormal America state episode and this state is the what do they call it the Keystone State right Pennsylvania yep there's a there's a lot going on in Pennsylvania um, it's, it's really known for being very haunted. Uh, that's more so the eastern side of Pennsylvania. Uh, and then once you get out into western Pennsylvania, obviously that's a lot more rural. Uh, that's where a lot of the cryptid sightings and urban legends come from. Right. Yeah, Pennsylvania is as haunted, if not more haunted, than Massachusetts, which is mm-hmm. re- really saying something. When I looked into this, I, mean, I was like, "Damn, I didn't think it was that." I didn't think it was that. I mean, other than, yeah, I mean, other than Philadelphia, which is scary for other reasons. Um, you know, there's, I there's ghouls and spooks in Philadelphia. Oh, there's plenty of spooks. Plenty of those there. Oh, yeah, all kinds of spooks. Yeah, and ghoulish characters um, looked like Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> you know, it, it, except with crack or whatever it is that she's on. Is she a cryptid? She's definitely. She's now. She's one of the old ones. She is like. You know what I mean? She's one of Lovecraftian things. Oh, the the deep ones. The deep ones. That's the one I was thinking. The old ones are the the elder gods. She's a deep one. Yeah, she's one of the Innsmouth looking. Yeah, mayor of Innsmouth. Literally, she's. I mean, her eyes are like maybe a quarter of an inch each from her technically being a fish. <laughs> you know, like 
She can see around corners. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Anyways. She's hard to look at. She's very, very hard to look at. All these people, all these women, and I use air quotes when I say women, and especially uh, like the Minister of Health in, uh, where is it, British Columbia, that that Vietnamese tranny. And then you have the Minister of Health and the one in California that looks like, literally looks like an extra from The Walking Dead. I mean... From where? California? I think it's from California. It's like a, a very pale, gray-faced, long-necked, old, like, scraggly, zombie-looking woman. And, of course, you have the Minister of Health, and I think it's Belgium, where it weighs like 400 and something pounds. <laughs> that's just funny. Oh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that one. That's, that's really ironic with that one. Right, right. But, no, you have all these cryptids oh, run, geez. Run, running health in the United States. It's terrible. I, I just looked up the Minister of Health of California. This is this is a creature straight out of like Fallout Four. Yeah, is, that's the one's got like the scraggly white hair. Yeah, that, that is like the guy from It who like got so scared his hair turned white and he like became insane. Yep, that is that is except it's supposed to be a female. I don't know what it is. I have a hard time with that. And and of course you, and of course look every, Jewish. Everybody's favorite, uh, everybody's favorite Secretary of Health that became the Assistant Secretary of Health under Joe Biden, who is now the highest-ranking military official in the country. Doctor Rich Rachel Levine, four-star admiral, Admiral Rachel Levine. Nothing is frightening. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It really, it really is. I mean, but there's no agenda. There's no transgender agenda. There's no trans agenda. Johnny, what's wrong with you? It's just these people are just qualified for the position, right? That's all. That that's the thing I want leading our troops in the battle. That's yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Like our our military. Somebody posted a, a meme and it showed five or six top military officials, like high-ranking officers, and they're all men in skirts. Like, these guys aren't even trying to look like real women. They just put on, like, grew their hair out a little bit, put on some Lee press-on nails, and now they wear the skirt instead of the pants in the uniform. Yeah, and then, like, the actual, like, I don't know if you would think that the... There is... Isn't there some actual female general who was, like, going on about her manicure that she got... Yes, yes, and of course, I think it was an Air Force. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, where else would you have a female general? No, probably, I mean, no, at this point, they're probably generals all the way around. But, yes, of course, leave it to the female general to talk about their manicure. Really uh, important stuff there, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. All right, so Pennsylvania. uh, Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Rachel Um, Levine. She's a cryptid from Pennsylvania. There you go. That's, I'd rather run into the wolf man in the woods and Rachel live in. I would, yeah. I would rather run through a bear infested forest naked covered in honey than deal with Rachel Levine at all. Like, <laughs> I have a better yeah. chance against the bears. All right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> would you rather run into Rachel Levine or the faceless man? Oh, God. We'll get to the faceless man. That thing is fucking creepy, dude. It's a ghoul. Literally. Yes. So I'm glad I wasn't the first one to bring up Fallout. Thank you, Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right. So like the first one we can talk about, uh, I guess, is the the dogman 
I guess most people will just call it a werewolf. But uh, this is a very common thing in Pennsylvania, uh, western, around, like mid mid to western Pennsylvania. Um, I mean, it's it, it's exactly what it sounds like. You got like a large, seven feet tall on its hind legs, three to four feet tall on all fours, like hunt like four to five hundred pounds. Uh, I don't know how much there is to be said about it. Uh, there is one legend that I found. It is pretty interesting. It is about a young girl named Elizabeth Paul. And this is, I guess you could call it folklore. This is a story that was penned by Henry Wharton Schumacher for a magazine in the 50s. And uh, the story goes that there was a woman named Elizabeth Paul. She's from Northumberland County, which is uh, close, I guess, close to middle Pennsylvania. Um, and she, and this was about like 18, uh, I guess, yeah, 1830 to 1860 around there. She <laughs> fell in love with a older man, supposedly, and her family didn't like that. So they would go to the sheep field that her family owned. They would sit on the border of it. And, you know, like at, at night and they would just kind of hang out there. And uh, around, at this time, as you'd expect, there was a big problem with wolf attacks with livestock. But as it as the story goes, whenever this guy was around, the attacks on this particular farm seemed to just stop. And then uh, one night there was a local man uh, who was out looking for wolves because there was a a bounty of $25 per wolf to be shot. I'm not sure what that would be in today's money. Probably a lot. But um, so he says he saw a very large, like maybe, yeah, around seven feet, I guess, uh, a large wolf, and he shot it, and it ran off into the woods. And he traced the blood trail, and what he found was Elizabeth's boyfriend dead with large yellow canine teeth and uh very stiff, bristly hairs on his palms and the soles of his feet. Hmm. So he, he was buried where he uh, fell there in the woods. and uh, But Elizabeth's family never had problems with wolves attacking again. So the, the sightings that uh, are supposedly related to this is uh, around like the 1940s, there were sightings of upright hairy creatures that were very quick in Clarion County. Now, Elizabeth, uh, she moved to Clarion County before she died. She got married there and had like she lived, lived her life there. That's where she was buried. So the theory is these wolves, or I guess the other wolfmen, are visiting her grave, hmm. I guess just out of a kind of respect for the other werewolf boyfriend, I guess? Yeah, I was going to say, so he shot the wolf, wolf ran off into the woods, he found the boyfriend with hairy palms. Hmm. Yeah, dead from the bullet. Right, dead from the bullet that he shot him with. Yeah. And then, which is why he buried him there, and they were like, I don't know, I, I haven't seen Jeff. What happened to Jeff? I haven't seen Jeff. Uh, I don't know. He said he was going to get smokes. He said he'd be back. No. Um, yeah, that's that sounds a lot like... Um, what was 
spotted or supposedly spotted in Kentucky a couple years ago when the, I guess the zoo had all those animal attacks a couple years ago. And they said it was um, something tall and it had to be canine to where the bites were located, like on the top, like on the llamas necks and stuff. So these things, Did the dogmen see that or they just see the wounds. No, they, they saw that they saw something run away and it was like, and it ended up on all fours running away. So it was what had to have gotten up high on its hind legs. So maybe like a dogman werewolf type thing. So these things, these things range. I've heard sightings of dogmen all the way down into Georgia and all the way up into like New Jersey. So, yeah, there's uh, there's other sightings in Pennsylvania, obviously mm-hmm. too. There was uh, two sightings, uh, respectively, like one in 1990 and one in 1991 in Mercer County. Um, typically, like kind of the what kind of what you'd expect, somebody came across uh, what looked like a bipedal wolf feeding on a deer carcass, mm-hmm. and when it noticed them, it ran off into the woods. The other guy uh, was driving along a dark road at night, and it crossed his headlights and when it saw him it ran into the woods which uh, i mean when i looked into it it said that like based on uh most of the encounters that it's aggressive and confronts humans but a lot of the ones a lot of the actual encounters that i read about just involve it like skeeting off into the woods yeah running away most of the ones i've read it's like they see it or they'll 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 hit it with a flashlight and Always, you know, it was standing on on its hind legs, and when it runs away, it's on all fours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like a, yeah, like a bipedal wolf, which is really freaking creepy. If I ever ran up on something, you know, I'm not afraid of a whole lot, but if I ran up on like a seven foot wolf in the woods, you know, and it's it, just Tony Soprano. It's fine. Yeah, it's just Tony Soprano. He's but there, for the there was Gabagool. one. Uh, encounter that i found it was a short mention i couldn't find a whole lot else on it but apparently in 1866 there was uh, a group of people uh in yardley and if, if you don't know where yardley is it is a very rich very jewish town uh along the border of the delaware river uh and they were um getting like they're about to go on a boat into the river and apparently they were attacked uh, I think some like a couple people were injured and then it ran away. I really couldn't find much more than that. And then like there was a another sighting in Bucks County and another sighting in Washington County. Like one sighting, the Bucks County sighting was about ten years ago, and then it was a sighting in 1987. Hmm. Interesting. So every every sixty years or so, maybe. There's like a there's like a sighting. Interesting that it's near a Jewish town. I wonder if that has anything to do with anything. Well, I mean, what my my ideology. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, so I see it as they can either be a natural phenomenon, like a cryptid is technically just an animal that is claimed to exist but not proven. So sure. a cougar being in a spot where uh, wildcats are not supposed to be could technically be a cryptid until it's proven. But so right. I lump them into two categories, natural animals. I would, I would call Bigfoot a natural animal. And then the rest are demons. So demons are attracted to places of evil. 
So you could expect to maybe find some stuff in Jewish towns. That's, yeah, I could see how you could deduce that. Um, sure. Also, Bigfoot being a natural animal, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's completely possible. It could also be like if Reinhardt were here, were here, he might say there might be like Nephilim hybrid something or other. Well, yeah, I mean, I, Nephilim, yeah, it, I, I would. Right. I would have lumped Nephilim in with the the demon category, but yeah, I mean, anything, oh, okay. I don't. I haven't um, looked too deep into the the Bigfoot lore. Well, but. I have a couple a couple theories. I mean, there's you know we there's all kinds of animals that we're just you know recently discovering. Supposedly, now again, now you have to remember that everything that we know now is supposedly because that's mm-hmm. what they tell us. Like you know, how do we know that? Oh, they just discovered this animal. No, they made that shit in a lab, and now they're telling you about it. You know, or whatever. This is this is like Jurassic Park. Um, there's that one channel on Telegram that talks about how all animals are hybrids, and really? every, everything is like everything is uh, like lab created. All the all the different animals on the on on Earth were were made um, and put there by whoever these controllers are. Apparently, they're, they're, all the he, this guy says they're Jews. So at least this guy so. says that. <laughs> That's that's a little far fetched, I think. Oh, absolutely, it's far fetched. I mean, he also <laughs> says he also says that all of the all of the uh, Tartarian. I'm using air quotes, like the Tartarian buildings, like all the cathedrals and all that stuff. They're um, they're geopolymer. They're cast and molded, and all of the super amazing sculptures. Like my favorite, the molestation of some lady or the rape of Persephone, as it's actually called like those things. Um, I don't remember the one is with the woman with the veil where you can see the woman through the veil and the marble. You know, those, I think I've seen that. Yeah, they're amazing, right? They're they're like, I mean, you can't do them with a 3D printer. Now, this guy says that they're uh, lime, polished limestone. Marble is simply polished limestone. I I was like, wow, bro. I whatever it is that you were smoking, stop. Right now. But anyway, um <laughs> yeah, uh, how do we get to the Tartarian thing? Um I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, the uh the Jewish building, yeah, was, uh, everything was yeah. Jews. There everything is run by the people that are in charge are all Jews according to this guy as well. So well, That's a crackpot theory. I mean, isn't it though? I mean, we, we, we ascribe to the Jews and friends and also Satan. Like, <laughs> you know. We draw a line somewhere. Right. I mean, it, it, like, the fact that all of these people, things, whatever they are, they worship Satan. They're clearly publicly worshiping Satan. They're, all of their their corporations' logos are all clearly satanic symbolism and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing to nothing to that at all. Just some edgy marketing and, you know, funny inside jokes. That's all. But anyways, back to Pennsylvania. <laughs> How do we get to there? Oh, the Jewish town. Yeah, evil Jewish towns. Hmm. Yeah, literally, there's, there's a road there called Black Rock Road. Huh. Larry Fink. Right next to Larry Fink Drive. Oh, boy. He's the Black Rock guy, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, we need to one of these days talk about the whole black rock, rock, the Rupus Negra, the magnetic 
pole, all that stuff. But that's for yeah, like, I, I that's honestly for don't episode. know too much about the actual like the actual black rock. But uh, they like it a lot. The black cube, the black rock. You know? Yeah, like it's, I've, I've seen some pictures of like rabbis wearing them on their heads. Yeah, there's that's a prayer. I forgot what it's called. Um, it's a little box. They put prayers in it or something or sins, and it, you know they wear it around their head and they do the thing. I mean, and then you have the Arabs. They they do the the rings around the Saturn cube, you know, at Mecca, and then you have every Jewish museum in the United States has a black cube. The one in San Francisco, the Jewish Contemporary Museum, I worked on that when I was working out there. They have a uh, a black cube, and it's like on its on a corner, so it's like most of it's in the air. You yeah. say every Jewish museum, so do Holocaust museums have these too? Oh, you know what? I I hadn't thought about it like that, but no, like the Jewish Museum of whatever, you know, like this mm-hmm. is the Jewish, uh, what did I just say it was? Um, contemporary. <laughs> The Jewish Contemporary Museum. Actually, yeah, Jewish. Do you, do you know what they have? I just I just thought of something. What's that? The one I went to in Washington, they have that cube that you have to stand just tall enough to look and peer into and over to see the screens of the really gruesome, really horrifying things from the camps. You have oh to my. look into the cube to see all that. You have to look into the cube to see you the to nasty be, fake stuff. Yeah. So you're not like four years old. You have to be tall enough to to look over the oh my God. the railing. You get your you get your booby to hold you up. That's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, I know they're Jewish kids, but they do start traumatizing them from a very very early age. Like, you know, with their with their mental disorders and stuff, by the time they're five six years old, like they are easily programmed into being like pathologically scared of everybody in anything that's not a Jew. But that doesn't mean we, that doesn't mean the only times I actually worked with an Orthodox Jew, he raced home on Friday afternoons cause he had to be home before sundown and yeah. you could see him sweated out. Like, oh yeah. For real. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, my mom, my mom used to do when I was a kid. My mom used to do uh, hair on the side, right? She was a uh, she worked at a factory because you know divorced. I was like the first generation of that divorced mom, um, so she worked at a at a factory and did hair on the side. And all the people she did hair for were freaking Jewish. Like I went to many Jewish homes in West Hartford, Connecticut, when I was a kid, and like those, yeah, they're they're very strange people. Like the ones that actually keep, you know, Shabbat and whatever. They, 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 you can tell sometimes just like looking at someone's house if they're Jewish, not just it being big, but like there's something about them. They're just dirty on the outside. They have lots of overgrown plants. They're just very weird. Well, unkempt. they have a, right. It's because they don't work on Saturday, and Saturday is the day that you're supposed to do all your lawn care. Yeah. And so, and because of, people like me that got screwed over when you were a kid doing lawn work for a Jewish family, you know, you tell all your friends and then nobody wants to work for them in the neighborhood, you know? That must be laundry day too. Cause yeah. they don't, they don't wash that sneaky coat. Oh, the Kafka Kafkan or whatever the hell yeah, it's called. They, they smell. Yeah. They have a very laundry day. They have to skip too. They have a very, sure it's not the person wearing it. Por que no los dos. 
again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. They don't shower and they don't wash their calf can and the whole thing just stinks. Oof, it's terrible. There are so many, so many Jews in Berkeley. When I was living in Berkeley, it was terrible. Like I had two two different synagogues. There was an Orthodox synagogue, two blocks from my apartment, and then there was um like a reformed Judaism, reformed Judaism synagogue, like four blocks in the other direction from my apartment. We used to sit we used to sit on my uh in the window in my kitchen and like while I was making breakfast like on a Saturday for my kid and like we'd watch the procession of the Jews go walk down my street. Going to going to fucking synagogue on Saturdays. The marching of the Jew. The marching of the Jew, yeah. It's weird. There's a lot of them in Berkeley, man. A lot of Jews in Berkeley. Anyway. All right, back to yeah. Pennsylvania. We're, we're, we're in Pennsylvania. So we did, uh, that was Dogman. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say on that? Wolfman? Well, they kind of seem like, to me, a Dogman could be, if in fact, if, you know, if in fact true, why not just a Wolfman? I mean, just go the full thing and say it's a lycanthrope, you know? Right, yeah. So, that, I mean, there's, it could be like a man that turns into a Dogman mm-hmm. or a, a wolf, like, on occasion, I guess, obviously, like on the full moon, or I guess a separate creature could be just one that is a dog, like a bipedal canine. Right. So right. I've, I, I tend to lean more towards, if in fact true, than lycanthrope. Mm-hmm. And like by in, that, you mean someone who turns into... Someone who turns, somebody or who is maybe possessed, and that's what, what happens when they're possessed. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible. I... I think I lean more towards just like the, the uh, regular uh, dog, per- like dog person. Just it's always like that. That's just what it is. Yeah. That that kind of says Nephilim to me. It does, but then you have this story with uh, Elizabeth Paul's boyfriend when he shot the right, wolf. Yeah. It was the dude, right? So mm-hmm. that would that would insinuate. Uh, you know, changeling or and whatever. There, and there could be both, there could be both kinds. Sure. Which there, there could be. And again, like speaking of dogs and wolves on their back feet, I literally, and I don't know, I know it's a, a TikTok, but it's a TikTok. But there was this one where this dude was like, my dog, we, we acted like we left the room or something and left the camera on. And this is what we saw. And their dog was like on, like, opened the door and was standing on its back legs. So like when you're not around, your dog does shit that you don't think dogs do basically. Right. So why not a wolf standing on its hind legs doing shit out in the woods? Hmm. You know, so it's something they only do when they like, when they feel, I guess, kind of safe and with anybody else being around there, that would kind of ruin that feeling. I've seen dogs, like, I had a friend of mine's dog would, like, walk around on his hind legs all the time. It was weird. Like, he would get up on his hind legs and just walk around like a a person. That's not something I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little yappy dog, so it wasn't exactly like a wolf or anything. It was some sort of, no, it was a terrier of some sorts. (laughs) So... But, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, I, but again, like, because the Paul boyfriend guy... Um, mm-hmm. and also there's a lot more stories of, of like that kind of werewolf type, you know, action 
uh, in other parts of the country too. So it's possible that. Yeah, it's a very widespread uh, mythos. Yeah, definitely. Just like Bigfoot. Bigfoot's everywhere. There's Bigfoot in Pennsylvania. There's Bigfoot everywhere. There's sea monsters everywhere. There's sea monsters in Pennsylvania, right? There are a couple. Yeah, I thought so. We'll get to them in a second. But um, there are cattle mutilations. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of weird stuff, man. Was Pennsylvania where the Blair Witch Project was supposed to be? Uh... I'm not sure. Seems like it would be either Pennsylvania or Massachusetts. It just seems you know like what those was, kind of was uh, filmed in Pennsylvania was the village that I'm ah Chilean. yes yes Devil's a, Road. Yep, Devil Devil's Road is weird, man. Devil's Road. Now we're not. It's not a cryptid, but that's just a weird place. All right, let's do some more cryptids. What else is there? So the next uh, on the docket is the. Albat witch. Some people pronounce it Alba witch. And uh, you could call this the manlet Bigfoot, I guess. It's about four feet tall. They uh, they live along the Susquehanna River, a little bit south of Harrisburg. Um, they tend to grow, like, not grow. <laughs> they live in trees um, and eat apples, hence the the... the origin of their name uh albat which it's a uh, short for apple snitch or the ger- the german origin apple elf um so they're known for um eating apples obviously and they throw the cores of the apples at passersby there's been several cases of them literally just throwing apple cores at people um and st- like stealing food from picnickers um hmm. It's some people say that it's uh, it's extinct. There hasn't been any sighting since 1973, uh, but it's it's pretty well known in the area. There is actually a Albat Witch Festival in Colombia, which is like I guess the exact town that uh, has the most activity from them. So uh, it's just kind of it's like their Mothman, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, they have a festival for this thing. It must must go along with like an apple festival too. Or something. Not sure. Yeah. They had they have like music and it's a it's a whole big thing. So it's a, oh so it's a legitimate big thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um. They the sightings go back a ways. Um. In the fifties through the seventies, there was uh, multiple sightings of humanoids, and surprisingly, the sound of whip cracks just reverberating through the forest. Hmm. Um, and there's been other reports of Bigfoot-type creatures in the area. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, these things are about four feet tall. They're like about they're skinnier and kind of more human-like than Bigfoot is. He's more simian and muscular. So these are like little hairy people? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And uh, the Susquehannock Indians um, had a belief in a ape monster, and they, that's an Indian tribe that is in that area. And uh, they actually some I, I, apparently some old battle shields were found from that tribe that depict a ape, like some kind of ape monster on them. So it looks like they revered like they revered this thing, or they just like 
feared it or respected it. Something like that. They were just venerating it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the Algonquin Indians also have stories of a small hairy hominid that they called, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Meg. Megumiwisus. Yeah, I was, I'm, yeah, you can you can go ahead with that one. <laughs> Megumuisus. 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 Yeah, yeah that, sounds right. that sounds right. I mean, it's probably wrong. Knowing like, dude, I grew up in you know New England, and everything is every, everything is an is an Indian name, and we all always probably just it summoned wrong. a skinwalker by saying that. Yeah, if you said it three times, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i think these things if the proportions were different i'd say maybe they could be just young bigfoot maybe maybe young bigfoot actually just live in trees but if i don't know why they'd be just like more human-like unless they go through some kind of extreme uh change when they mature into adulthood yeah, their arms just get longer and their shoulders get bigger and more hunched. Yeah. I don't know. They just start know. going to the gym. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't know that they would be young Bigfoot unless Well, I always say that the the reason why Bigfoot is the world's uh the world's greatest hide and seek, you know, champ is that um it's possible that that if they are real that they have some sort of uh, an EMF detection, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I I remember you saying that from in other episodes. Right. So uh, I, these I can things. Buy that. Yeah. Well, yeah, these things were se- seen quite a bit, right? I mean, enough to where they actually have a festival. I mean, they're, you know, back in the day, there there were there were fairly many sightings, right? I mean, before they stopped seeing them in in 1973. Yeah. Right. So I mean. Unless, like, the young Bigfoot developed the EMF uh, sensing, quote, technology later in life. I don't know. I would You would think that they would have it, and they would be just as invisible. Well, what is the other animal that has the uh, ability to do that? It's some kind of cat. Okay. Murmur is, like, it's, and they, it's got those ridiculously huge ears and, like, the special fur in the ears that grows a certain way that feels vibrations and it's ridiculous. So there's nothing, there's nothing about the, those cats that say like this ability only develops when they reach sexual maturity. There's I have no like idea. That. I have absolutely no idea. That's possible. Yeah, you know, and, and again, like you just said, yeah, it's, it's possible that maybe when they reach, you know, puberty, all of a sudden the pheromones develop and they can smell humans from six miles away and whatever. So possible mm-hmm. or whatever it is that that gives them the ability i mean they avoid trail cameras and stuff so obviously there's got to be some sort of emf detection maybe they have maybe they have some sort of um infrared vision you know i remember i mean this is this is a, a, a way back machine thing but when i was a kid watching the old uh six million dollar man show and there was like a bigfoot character and he had all kinds of special powers so maybe that was like, like old school revelation of the method. What what were some of the powers the Bigfoot guy had? Well, he had like the super jump stuff, like 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 the uh, six million dollar man did. But he could, I'm pretty sure he could see in the dark and had like infrared vision. 
and like could go like invisible and blend. No clue what the six million dollar man is. It was a show about a guy who got into he was like a super soldier or something. He got into an accident, and the the theme was like we can rebuild him. We have the technology. It was like transhumanism. It's like transhumanism shit back in the early seventies, dude. Hmm. Like it was they built they built a guy and he had like a titanium skeleton. I guess I don't remember if it was a motorcycle wreck or something, but he broke like evil Knievel broke every bone in his body. Um, and they rebuilt him and he had all this stuff he could see and like he could, <laughs> whenever he would jump or do something, it always made that sound. So that's where all that comes from, which is mm. kind of fun. Yeah. That was a $6 million man. That was like an early seventies action TV show. And there was a Bigfoot character. There was a Bigfoot character. Yes. Interesting. Unless I'm conflating two shows from my childhood, I'm pretty sure the We Can Rebuild Him thing is from RoboCop. Well, yeah, but this is way before RoboCop, dude. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. That is... Don't forget, birds birds have that... um, They have, like, the iron crystals in their beak that give them um, the sensitivity to Earth's magnetic field. Oh, that's right. Right? That's that's kind of... Maybe Bigfoot has that. It's possible. I heard about that. Yeah, maybe his pineal gland isn't calcified. Well, that's that's yeah. how they know how to go south when the sun spirals outward away from the center, right. from Earth's magnetic core. That's what. That's why they move around. It's not just because it gets cold. It's because of the, the these crystals in their beaks. This is pretty well documented. Not the flat Earth part, but it makes more sense when you understand it. I didn't realize I wasn't prepared to do this one, but yeah. yeah but the uh, No, it's fine. The, uh, the birds with the iron beaks. That's the show title. The bird with the iron beak. Sasquatch beak. <laughs> so yeah, baby Sasquatch is possible, but maybe not. Apple yeah. It's, uh, honestly, I, I haven't heard of them before I started looking into like, uh, the, Denizens of Pennsylvania. Mm. So, but everybody there knows him apparently. So it seems so. Yeah. All right. What's next? What do we got next? Uh, I can go into the one. There's two sea monsters. Uh, I guess water monsters. I found the first one is the Raystown Ray, oh. and he is uh, a Loch Ness monster type. So like a, a plesiosaur looking thing that is in the Raystown Lake. Hmm. Uh, and he is, he's, this seems to me like it could be um, just a marketing scheme because there's lots of merchandise based on him. You know, like they have, they have their, their tourist attractions. But uh, there's a few sightings of it. The first photo of it was in 2006. And uh, I don't have it here, but it's, about maybe 30 feet off the bank of the lake, there's just a dark shadow and the rough shape of something long uh, under the water. Nothing protruding. Uh, not very convincing. But uh, the first sighting of it was in 1962 at the old Raystown Dam. It's said to be about 50 to 60 feet long. Um, the dam was destroyed in 1971 uh, to pr- 
create the lake, the Raystown Lake, uh, it's only 185 feet deep, which seems kind of small, kind of kind of shallow for something this big. Um, the apparently Factor Faked the the TV show did a, an investigation on it, and they said it was possible, but I don't really I take those kind of shows with a grain of salt. Um, there was one encounter I read about where uh, there was a few people just hanging out of the lake and somebody swam out pretty far and they said they saw like a dark hump kind of swimming towards them. It was, it was like really far away and it just kept getting closer. And uh, they, you know, they, they saw it and they freaked out and they started swimming and uh, they got they didn't get back to shore, but it was kind of like a cove. And I guess it, like they got back to the cove and it kind of went away after that. It didn't like it just swam away. I guess it didn't want to go into the the shallower water close to shore. But uh, it's said to be a vegetarian. Huh. A vegetarian sea monster in a man-made lake. Chasing people. Yeah. Chasing I, don't, people. I don't know. I don't know where they would get that idea. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see the new Beyond Nuggets from KFC. Oh God, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that Revibra was very disappointed in those. I was not. Uh, he was not pleased. Anyways, uh, I, I, you, yeah, that, you triggered my memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Town, a meme. Raystown Ray only eats Beyond Meat. That's yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, probably, I saw a meme today, and it was it was uh, Revibra. Said they were inedible, and then and then Nicado Avocado. I yeah, Nico that. Avocado said they were inedible. Yeah, big fat. But he fucking... had like a hundred of them. Right, so. he ate them anyway. They were inedible, but yet he ate them. Review bra like took tried to take a bite, and that was it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that there's much much to this guy, uh, the no, Raised Town Ray. I don't. Some, I honestly don't think this one is real. I'm calling bullshit on this one. This is a a lake that was created by damming up a river or by taking a dam down, something like that, right? Uh, it looks the way it's worded. It says like uh, the article said uh, the lake was created when the dam was destroyed. So I guess there was a reservoir up there, and then it just like kind of flooded uh. the area. Okay, and so I, this I thing really could have been living in the reservoir. So, giant catfish, big ass carp. That's what, that's what some person said. They said it's a large carp. I, I've never seen a fifty foot carp. I don't know about fifty feet. That's like yeah, that's that's a little much. That's a little much. But I have heard of catfish at the bottom of dams that are like Volkswagen mm-hmm. size and stuff. So and bigger. Yeah. So. I mean, giant catfish, maybe. I don't know about 50 feet. People exaggerate. I would go yeah, with, you know, I, I could go with giant are, catfish. They're just like really stocky. I don't, know that, I don't know that they would be able to be mistaken for a plesiosaur. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, very, very iffy on all the plesiosaur stuff, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Like, unless, unless we're talking about like, like the ones in the jungle of like um, Africa or whatever, there was stories of stuff back there. But that could just be like some giant python or something. Yeah. So this one picture I found, it kind of shows the uh, the cove that I was talking about. 
it does show him with his neck sticking out. Really? The, yeah. So if you, just, I, I don't know about uh, sharing this in the Skype chat, but yeah, go ahead. Um, the 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 first one I was talking about, you can actually there's only there's only two pictures of him. Uh, it the first one I was right. Yeah, it's just a it's just like a dark shape under the water but the the second one which is at that cove does show kind of like the typical loch ness monster uh head poking above the water a couple feet so that that just kind of strengthens the plesiosaur theory but it's just a photo so yeah i mean it's a photo that's the other thing it's just a photo yeah that's always a, a problem photo, yeah. with these things. It's, it's always just a singular photo, somebody's story, source, trust me, bro. Mm-hmm. But Plus, I mean, like, how would it again, even, it's, you know, it's totally impossible. How would something like that even get there? What's it? Yeah. How would, how would something like that get there? Um, especially in a reservoir with a dam that's man-made anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it evolved over like three years or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily believe this. So. Yeah. And the other, the other, um, uh, lake monster is Bessie, who is in the who's in Lake Erie. Uh, that one is said to be more snake-like, thirty to forty feet long, about a foot in diameter, uh, and that was first sighted in eighteen seventeen. Hmm. Um, again, these, like you said, these lake monsters, they, I don't really buy too heavily into them. Yeah, that one, I mean, Bessie, obviously, you know, it's a throwback over to Nessie, but of course, I mean, it could be a snake, you know, it could be a really big snake. We used to have, um, in Connecticut, there's, um, there's a flooded valley. They they purposely flooded a valley, and there's it's really cool. Like on a clear day, you can see like there's a church down at the bottom of the valley, and there's a, there's buildings and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's like old stuff under the water. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and like um, and there's like a, what used to be a really tall uh, like a small mountain is now like a little island. And me and my buddies used to go out there and go fishing, and you know we're we're. 18, 19 years old and doing dumb stuff in the summertime. So, you know, uh, and there was always this, there was this water moccasin. We called it the monster and it was like 11 feet long. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And I could see how maybe like a water moccasin might've gotten out of control. You know, it was like a 15, 16 foot water moccasin that somebody mistook for the neck of something. Maybe, I don't know. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I've seen. Like a, uh, I know. I've seen head. a huge snake that scared the shit out of us we, enough to where we called it the monster. <laughs> we were scared of it. We were like legit scared of it. We're nineteen year old, a bunch of nineteen year old dudes, legit scared of this giant fucking water moccasin. Jeez. Well, um, it could just be like a, um, like a a pet snake that got too big and was released into. The, into nature, but it, that's a cold area. I don't know if a reptile would right. do so well. And that's the other thing. There. Very cold winter time in Pennsylvania is not known for you know for balmy weather. Like in Florida, I can see why they're having a problem 
mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with snakes and and stuff after that that uh, reptile warehouse got decimated back in uh, I don't remember when, ten years ago or whatever, fifteen years ago, in a in a hurricane, and all those snakes got thousands and thousands of pythons got let loose in that's, Central Florida. Really, that's the, that's where that originated. The problem. What's that? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that problem originated from a reptile house oh, falling apart. The largest this is this is from my recollection. I I could be making this up as I go along, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. But um yeah, there was I don't remember which hurricane it was, but it went through I want to say Orlando, but I'm again I'm probably wrong, but it went wherever it went through had one of the world's largest reptile holding facilities, right? Where reptiles come in from out of the country, they get distributed to the different, you know, pet smarts and other reptile houses and whatever. Right. So this was like a big reptile way station and it was like decimated and all those snakes got out. Jeez. Yeah. And now they're like hybridizing and you've got like, like Burmese reticulated Python mixes and, People are finding them in their pool constantly, and you know their dogs are Coming disappearing. Up the toilet. And, yep. Yeah. The, the contests to see who can kill them, uh, who can kill the most snakes. I don't. I don't yeah. I mean, I, I know that they have uh, snake removal, you know, pest control now, which is huge. But there's a couple. There's been a few sightings of of uh, of Bessie, um, one of which uh, involved the beaching. So, uh, in 1817, um, French settlers, two, two brothers from France, uh, they say they encountered a huge monster on the beach, uh, and they said it looked like it was writhing in its death throes. They described it being about 20 to 30 feet long, and uh, they said it was shaped like a large sturgeon with arms, which huh. is weird. Um, sturgeons are very freaky looking fish anyway. They are. They've got that like weird back ridge. Yeah. I feel like they're mistaken for a lot of stuff. But, yeah, um, probably. They, yeah. they, they fled because uh, they were afraid. And they said they came back later and it was gone. And all that was left was uh, like the marks of it from on the sand. And uh, they said it was a number of silver scales that were about the size of silver dollars. So it's got scales, so it's some sort of reptilian or maybe just could be just be a big fish. Hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's that's another one of those. How deep is Lake Erie? Um, I don't know. Lake Erie is... Hey, Grognet, that's your job, by the way, if you're going to intern. <laughs> you got to look that stuff up. Um, I am, I am. <laughs> it is average depth of 62 feet. 62 feet, that's not very deep. Yeah, that is, nope. way, too, that is way too shallow for any kind of large monster like that. I don't know. These... Snake, maybe. Very little credibility, I think. It has a max depth of 210, so whatever that says. Oh. But it's still average, not great. Yeah, it's still not that deep. It's not. 
It's not like Lake Geneva that I don't think has a bottom. <laughs> but anyways, hey, speaking guess of what? Snakes. Speaking of snakes, um, it is it is time for a break. We are at oh. the yeah. Let's take a break. You brought a song suggestion. Go ahead, tell us what it is. The song is uh, "Deadwood" by Really Slow Motion. Right on. We're going to check this out. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. And I'm sure we will be too. And we'll be back with more Pennsylvania after this. everybody we're back this is still the paranormies i'm still johnny monoxide with grognak and seamus we are taking a cryptid cruise through pennsylvania and breaking news uh during the break what happened seamus more cryptids 
Yeah, but, but new new cryptid just dropped for Pennsylvania. A truck carrying a hundred monkeys crashed in PA, and now some are missing. Oh my God! Police. It's in Danville, PA. Isn't uh, isn't that how the Twelve Monkeys movie started? I haven't seen it. Oh my God! At least they says state police are searching for at least three of the monkeys that appear to have escaped. Uh, truck had been on its way to a lab. COVID monkeys? Hmm. Yeah, Omicron monkeys, probably. Or something. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, It could be the next, you know, the the next pandemic that Bill Gates says we got to be ready for. But don't worry, Bill Gates is no, Bill Gates is I'm, nobody. I'm ready for the monkey pandemic. Yeah, but Bill Gates is nobody important, you know, guy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what Bill Gates talks about. He doesn't. He's just. He's just the guy you're supposed to get mad at and waste all your your energy on. Anyways, that's for a whole other show. We are. That's interesting though. There's monkeys loose in Pennsylvania now. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's a shame that it's in January. They're gonna freeze to death. Oh no. But speaking of other cryptids, there were other cryptids in Pennsylvania that you wanted to get to before we got to other spoopy stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll try to run through them a little quickly. Uh, we were on the topic of snakes. There are there have been sightings of giant snakes uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, not so giant, like we're not talking like the the movie Anaconda here, but uh, like up to. There's been a sighting of up to a 35-foot-long snake in uh, Allentown in the 1870s, and there's been some uh, spotted uh, actually around Gettysburg huh. in the in the 1830s. I wonder what kind of snakes they would be, 30-something feet in Pennsylvania. Well, there's only, like, the biggest snakes in Pennsylvania uh, is, like, the black rat snake. Uh, and that's only like seven feet, and that's it's those are those are solid black with a, like a faint spotted pattern. The ones that have been sighted that uh, are reported to be the giant snakes are like black and gray, gray and yellow, or like tan. Huh. Interesting. That's weird. So there's those... nothing. There's nothing known that could really explain that. Right. That's just. That's just. Um... Um, yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, like a giant rattlesnake color, maybe even, you know, gray. Mm. With, with, I don't know. I'm trying to think what snakes would that, I mean, but 30 something feet long, that's, that's a python, you know, anaconda length snake. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said before, it could be. Pets. I don't know how many people had pet snakes in the 1800s. Right, probably those wouldn't none. Wouldn't do well in Pennsylvania just no. because of how cold it is. I would say zero people had had um, snakes in Pennsylvania as pets in the 1830s. Well, the 1800s <laughs> in general is a very foggy time in our history because that's when all the if you follow the paranormies, uh, that's when all the weird reset history stuff started happening. All mm-hmm. the foggy wars and revolutions and you know, destroying of the old world. That's when that all happens. Right. I mean, I, uh, it's possible. It's very possible that 
sure, used I mean, to be a common trend. It could have been. Nobody really would have taken it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there could have been all kinds of stuff that we don't know about. I mean, there's all kinds of technology from the past that we keep seeing. That yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they kept snakes. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they kept thirty-five foot pythons in the eighteen hundreds. That is I, odd. I, I believe you guys have talked about Thunderbirds on the show before. Yes. But uh, there's been sightings of those in Pennsylvania as well. I'll, since you guys have done that before, I'll just run through them pretty quick. They've just usually described as either like a pterodactyl or just a really, really big bird, like some, like between uh, 14 to 30 feet wingspan up to the size of a, of a plane, like, like a, a small plane. Um, they're spotted in central and western Pennsylvania. Uh, multiple sightings in Potter County. Uh, one person claimed to have seen a flock of five or six of them. And uh, I heard one story, I think it came from Pennsylvania, where a woman was uh, outside with her son, her young, like, four-year-old son, and she claims a Thunderbird picked him up and carried him, like, 50 feet before dropping him. And she told the local sheriff... Uh, and she was just laughed at. Yeah, that's. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have proof, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, there's, there's his been... clothes were all torn up, and like he had bruises and everything. Sure, no, I, I don't, I, I don't not believe the mom. I mean, I've, I've heard plenty of the Thunderbird stories. Um. They go back way back, especially out west. The Thunderbird stories go back to the mm-hmm. you know to the natives and Native Americans. And again, here we go with history. What if that's fake? If that's supposed to be fake, then their stories are probably fake. But the the giant bird thing is is definitely a motif that's that's been seen all around the world. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Thunderbird or two in the Pennsylvania area. I mean, the Poconos are you know pretty heavily wooded area mm-hmm. it'd be really easy for something oh, like yeah. if, if we're talking like on the lower end of the of the how big they're claimed to be mm-hmm. it'd be pretty easy for something to hide in the poconos oh yeah even yeah yeah and even like bigfoot and the uh oh yeah definitely the, the apple witch or the apple elves whatever they're called the albat witch the albat witch yeah those those guys i mean it'd be easy to hide in those those are some yeah, pretty dense woods out there. yeah yeah, so not only do you have to deal with bears getting into your trash if you live in the Poconos, but you also have to deal with apple elves and thunderbirds and probably Bigfoot. Whole lot of shenanigans. Too many shenanigans, you know? There's too many. All right, so are we out of cryptids or are we got we got more cryptids? Uh, there's a couple more. Right. Uh, I'll just The one I did want to talk about the most is the Waterford Sheepman also known as the goat man the goat man uh yeah sounds so he's uh pretty much exactly what you'd expect he's about like uh maybe eight or nine feet tall uh he's got it just looks like kind of it's got hooked feet uh it's got kind of human-like hands but with long claws in the end of them it's got a goat head uh, it's got a like, gray to black fur, and it's said to have glowing red eyes. And uh, it was sighted around the 1970s amid a slew of livestock being slaughtered. 
just torn to shreds by something. Um, it was said to live in a cave uh, northwest of Waterford, and that's that's uh, in Erie County, so that's like northwest Pennsylvania. Um, it's uh, it's known uh, mostly for actually waiting up top uh, inside the Waterford covered bridge and dropping down on people like teenagers who stopped in the bridge to make out. There's one account of uh, it dropping on teenagers who were pulling up the roof to their convertible. So the bridge was like a spot for the kids to do like the make out spot and yeah. And mm-hmm. this, this thing <laughs> that would be really freaky. So this thing has got gray or blackish fur, glowing red eyes and goat horns. And it drops mm-hmm. out of the ceiling of the covered bridge. Yeah. 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 That's, that would scare me to death. Yeah. I couldn't find anything. I, there's supposedly hundreds of witnesses of it. I haven't heard anything about it actually killing anybody. But there have been attacks. Hmm. And it was kind of, it was, it was a urban legend. Uh, apparently it was told to kids, like, just stay away from that area or the sheep man will get you. Which to me sounds like, don't go to the makeout point. Yeah, don't so don't go to the makeout point, and that's where the Waterford Sheepmen is going to get you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty interesting one. I, I I like that. It's like the Sheep Squatch. I think they have that in West Virginia. The Sheep Squatch. Yeah. So it's like that's, a, that's also a Sheep that, Sasquatch. Uh, from my understanding, is yeah, it's exactly as it sounds. It's just that's also a Fallout monster as well. Interesting. All right. But uh, if you want, we can move on to the the um, haunted places. I think I don't have a whole lot else to say about the the sheep man. It's a pretty pervasive myth about the goat man. Uh, yeah, he's that's from a bunch of different states. Maryland, uh, even Texas, I think, has some sightings of what they called a goat man. Yeah, Texas has all kinds of weird cryptids. Oh yeah. Yeah. From Bigfoot to Chupacabras to goat men to, you know, Californians. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one of all. Yes, yes. All right, so haunted places. Man, I didn't think, like I said earlier, I didn't think Pennsylvania was as haunted as it really is. And then I, and I thought oh, about it. I'm like, oh, it's extremely, it's extremely haunted. There's all Extremely kinds. haunted. I couldn't list yeah. so many places. So the uh, there's two really well-known places in addition to uh, Gettysburg, which is obviously the Civil War battlefield that has tons of ghosts walking around it. Um, the first one we'll talk about is Eastern State Penitentiary. And I've actually been there. It's uh, Right now it's used as like a tourist location. They have like a Halloween thing that goes on. But uh, it's also extremely haunted. That's why we're talking about it. Um, it ran as a prison from 1829 to 1971, uh, and it just has a slew of uh, experiences inside those doors. Uh, it's actually where Al Capone was held uh, at one point. Um, 
there's lots of suicides went on there, obviously. And was they that Al Capone strict- was held there when he was going crazy with syphilis, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I haven't I haven't heard anything about Al Capone having syphilis. I just uh, I, that, I saw his cell there. It was very lavish. Wasn't he the one uh, that died? Wasn't he the mo- I don't I'm I might be mixing that up as well, but what didn't he die of syphilis? One of the one of like the big mob guys died of syphilis. And it makes you go crazy. Huh. So that might be why he was in an institution. Well, this this was just a prison. This was oh, this I'm was sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This wasn't this an asylum. Gotcha. The uh, that is what we're going to be talking about next. But yeah, the Eastern State Penitentiary was just like the the prison in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm looking at the next one. <laughs> My bad. That's all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they had like it was very cruel for the prisoners there. Um, they were they had to cover their faces. They couldn't communicate with one another. It was just strict isolation. Drove a lot of people crazy, lots of suicides. And uh, different methods of punishments and torture. They had they dumped people on ice water and they hung from a wall overnight. Uh, they called that the water bath. They uh, tied people very tightly to a chair, which led to... Circula- uh, lack of circulation and eventually amputation of their limbs. Uh, they called that the mad chair. They clamped people's tongues. Anybody who spoke had their tongue clamped. Jesus. There apparently weren't any executions, but obviously being a prison, there's been many murders, including two guards that were killed. Um, there's lots of, there's actually quite a few ghost shows that uh, did investigations there. Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, uh, MTV's Fear, and uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. None of those I actually place any faith in. I don't think think I've heard of any of those. And oh, by the way, it was Al Capone that died of syphilis. I was right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, yeah, those... Those, I've I've watched a few of those shows. They're they're all right for entertainment, but I don't really. If they say they saw something, I don't really. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't that. trust Zach Beggins and his ghost show. You know, I don't trust any of yeah, especially MTV. Come on, really? <laughs> especially BuzzFeed. You kidding yeah, me? But, right, BuzzFeed and MTV. I'm, those are the two my two go tos when I want real, real hard hitting paranormal exposés. I go to BuzzFeed and. MTV. Yeah, some soy boy going in there and pissing his pants. Right. That's what I want to see. Yeah, but there's been tons of voices heard, uh, especially in cell block 12, voices and cackling. There's uh, a lot of shadow figures. Uh, somebody saw faces like on the walls in cell block four. Hmm. That's always fun. Yeah, there's um, the most well-known story about this place. is uh, It's about Gary Johnson, who was the caretaker in the 1990s. He, uh, he, was, he opened up uh, cell block four. Uh, it was chained with an old like padlock around the door. And even after he unlocked it, it was like tightly shut, like something was holding it back. 
And when he finally was able to get it open, uh, he, he said he felt like a horrible, like energy, just like blow past him. Like he, like he unleashed something. And that's, that's, he he uh, he was the one who saw the faces on the walls, and they were like writhing and like he said they had faces of fear, and they were screaming, just like like a vision from hell or something. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very really spooky place, man. I don't know if I the tongue clamping thing. That's fucked up. Yeah, it was a. And like, why yeah, were there sounds of babies crying? It's a prison. Well, there was women there. Oh, okay, and the women they, they had did, babies. They did okay. hold women. Oh, I inmates. thought it was okay. So it wasn't just a men's prison. Okay. No, the women were just in cell block two, uh, and that was oh. only until nineteen twenty three. Then it was just men. Okay. Okay. So okay. So I was right. It was just men after a while, but mm-hmm. so that might explain the ghosts of the babies crying. And of course, I mean, a place like this uh, almost certainly has some sort of demonic infestation in it being so rife with pain and suffering and death. Mm-hmm. It almost certainly has attracted some sort of demonic presence. And so, the worst kind of people. Babe- What's that? And the worst kind of people. Oh, yeah. All the, the People themselves could attract. Yeah, all the way around. From the, from the staff. I mean, like, people that work in prisons are not regular people mm-hmm. yeah, i've met i met i tried to date a chick at one time that was um a prison guard really that was weird yeah that was weird <laughs> it was weird we went on one date there was a fight at the bar we were at and this big white peckerwood sucker punched a mexican dude and like the mexican dude's face hit the side of the pool table and knocked him out and uh like i was like all right let's just let's just get the hell out of here you know like let's get away from all this like the cops are already the cops are already outside like the cop everything's under control and like she didn't want to leave she was like like wanting to do like first aid on the mexican dude until until the ambulance showed up i was like all right well i'm out of here and i left (laughs) did you go on a second date no (laughs) no nope sounded like a keeper yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I guess maybe that was like instincts in her job kicking in, but I was like, I, I didn't really, I didn't really care about the illegal guy that was out cold on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Right. So, so anyway, so yeah, uh, jail employees are weird. That was that to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was but, weird. Uh, anyway, so. So this place has got to have all kinds of like demonic entry points, like whether through inmates, through uh, employees, there had to be, I mean, these prisons, oftentimes there's, there's um, stories of like black rituals and stuff going, black magic rituals and stuff going on at these places, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, ritual murders and organ harvesting and all kinds of weird shit, right? I mean, that's just prison in general. Um, this yeah. one seems to have a lot of very spooky shit going on about it. And you're still talking about the penitentiary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's this this place is 
I I took a camera there once to try to see if I could get anything. I didn't, but I it, it's just it's a not a great place to be. You can just kind of feel that there's something wrong in there. Now you can see the pictures are really. I mean, it's just a creepy place. It does not look like the kind of place you just want to be walking around by yourself. Yeah, they have a. Uh, it's a very popular uh, Halloween attraction. Like they have the, um, you know, they have the actors in costumes. They drape it all up in decorations. They lead you through the place. I haven't actually gone to that, but uh, I, I bet you more than one person has actually like encountered something while on that uh, little tour, and they thought it was part of the part of the gig. Probably. I would not be surprised. I've heard stories about that happening at Alcatraz and stuff on like the Halloween. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Alcatraz had a Halloween thing? Oh, they always do. Yeah. I think maybe not always, or they, they, they have off and on maybe. I know they, I know, I know for a fact that guys I know went to the, went to one when I was out there and yeah, it's a Halloween. You go out, you do the, you can do the just the boat ride, or you can do the boat ride and the the tour. Mm. So yeah, there is a, there is a Halloween thing in Alcatraz. What is all this? Grognak just dropped a bunch of pictures. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, But okay, so they do a Halloween thing. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine it's pretty spooky. It's a spooky looking place anyways, getting done up for Halloween and having a bunch of weird freaks. Well, the thing with Halloween now is um, is it's not like a hayride and having a good time and like the occasional like scary thing or even like like where people just, you know, jump out and go boo. No, now it's like you got to sign waivers in case you have an actual heart attack because they are literally like you're signing away like, you know, they can actually like put hands on you and stuff and scare the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, they didn't yeah. used to be able to do that. Now it's like, I guess it takes more to get people actually scared. Oh, yeah, because everybody's been, everybody's been so desensitized, you mm-hmm. know? It's, it's, it's the, I love Halloween. It's not something I would do, though. That's a, that's a little much. Yeah, I like Halloween, too, and I used to love Halloween when I was younger, and... Mm-hmm the haunted houses and stuff we used to go on and the haunted hayrides and the corn maze and all that kind of stuff. It was cool. It was fun. And now it's like, I don't know, man. Like (laughs) once you, do I feel like getting hurt for this? Right. And it's because, and it's because you've seen so many killings throughout your life that like seeing scary stuff doesn't really scare you. And all that's left is like physical horror, I guess. It's bad. It's just bad. You're like people. Everybody's overstimulated. Everybody's stimulant, like stimulus, stimulant center is overworked. So you, yeah. ha- you have to keep going more and more. Anyways, enough about haunted houses and stuff, or no, Halloween houses. Right. What else? What else about the prison uh, do we need to know? Well, I'm just really interested by what this uh, Gary Johnson experienced about the, like, some kind of energy being contained by a door in uh, cell block four. Hmm. That's that's really interesting. Like, 
Well, I couldn't find anything about anything particularly like uh, atrocious happening in Cell Block Four that would cause such a horrible entity to be bound to it. I guess just like the overall energy of the place concentrated in one area. Yeah, I guess um, maybe maybe that's where a bunch of people died or something, or maybe there's just a demon in there. That's maybe that's one of the that's, portals. Maybe there's a maybe lot. yeah, maybe that was one of the places where bad things happen to people. I mean, there's a lot of seem like torture going on there. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was a pretty feared prison back in the day, just because of how they it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, that mad chair doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> none, none of it does. No, I mean, yeah, it's terrible. It's forced starvation too. Mm-hmm. Just not feed people. It's terrible. Nowadays, like you can't like yell at a prisoner. Really? Is it is it getting to be? Well, like, yeah. I mean, I read it in the uh, Jack McCracken's "Living the Dream." He uh, he goes over what it's like to be a prison guard, and it's just the prisoners nowadays are so like coddled. You can't like. You can barely use force on them if they're attacking you. So, damn, that's—I didn't know it was like that. I haven't—I haven't read his book. It's a very good book. I'd recommend it. I know I have. There's a lot of books that I have to get that I, that I would have to add to the list of books that I need to read. <laughs> <laughs> but again, my my piles of shame—I have several. I have several piles of books that I need to read. And I mean, I've actually started most of them. I tried to do the thing where I, where I would read like five books at a time. That was that was a really terrible six months. Jeez, yeah, I tried. <laughs> Did you I tr- finish any of them? Um, yes, yes, I finished like three of the six that I was reading. I was like, All right, I'll read, I'll read three chapters out of this, and I'll read. 10 pages out of this and four pages out of this. And I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, but I, but I said, I'm going to finish. And it took me six months to finish three books. Yeah. I've got my shelf of shame with my unread books and I've got my shelves of shame with my unpainted 40 K models. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't do anything like that. My hobbies don't involve autism. Well, I guess music is autism. Yeah. All right. Anything fun has to be autistic. Well, otherwise it's not fun. Exactly. Right. All right. So the right, next, so, so the next scary place is the asylum. Penhurst Asylum. Yes. Yes. Now this Penhurst another... Asylum, the building itself is very old world looking, very what we would call Tartarian. Mm-hmm. It is very much a um, a repurposed inherited building in our which we would say in our opinion yes uh right yeah you're yeah, talking the, about the main building i'm i assume yeah the red brick they're, they're, the camp it's actually a campus of like 20 buildings right but the main the older buildings yeah mm-hmm. so these all had those yeah and those all had fireproof tunnels and like you know <laughs> yep ridiculous rid- ridiculous amount of stuff for the time was uh the original buildings were built I, let me look here 1903. Yes. Very old. Very old. So, yes, tell me about the the Penhurst State School and Hospital, other than that the old buildings look very suspicious. 
<laughs> well, it used to be the uh, it used to be called the Eastern Pennsylvania Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic. Oh. It uh, it opened on November twenty third, nineteen oh eight, and it ran for seventy nine years before it closed. Uh, as you said, uh, it, there's twenty buildings on the campus which are connected by underground tunnels, which is interesting. I'm I'm assuming they use that to transport just supplies and uh, maybe prisoners for different buildings designed for different offenses. Um, it was actually uh, on TV in the 60s just because of, like a reporter went in there to actually look at the conditions that the patients were enduring and it was it was awful. It was a, a, like a, a mini series on TV. Uh, it ended up it didn't. It didn't, it didn't actually close for another ten years after the uh, the show aired. But uh, in the end, uh, in 1983, nine employees uh, were indicted on multiple charges: just abuse, torture. Actually, some of the some of the staff were actually raping some of the patients there. Just a, a lot of evil stuff. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of paranormal activity going on there. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, all these asylums always have um, paranormal stuff going on because of all the crazy stuff that goes on at these asylums. I mean, the the types of experiments that go on. Um, the this was this one. This place was well known for eugenics. Mm-hmm. Back when eugenics was legal. Right. Yeah, you got the, you got the lobotomies. Yep. You got just like electroshock therapy, just all all manner of horrible things that they did to these people, and it definitely led to a lot of trauma. And just as with the the penitentiary, I'm sure there's lots of demonic entities dwelling in this place. Oh, for sure, there has to be. Um... So there's a few of these ghosts uh, have names that. Uh, not necessarily from their uh, who they may have originated from, mm-hmm. that being uh, King and Skippy. And these are very aggressive. Skippy in particular hates women. He, uh, he People take tours of this place, and multiple women have uh, claimed that he has ripped their hair out. Huh. See, these, these things get very physical at Penhurst. Interesting. I didn't. I did not know that. That Skippy. You don't want to get attacked by Skippy. Yeah, real menacing name. I know, right? <laughs> it just seems that seems non-threatening. Well, that's how he gets you. Yeah. Hey, I'm Skippy. How you doing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> how you doing? Right, and then it's like, no. Um. So. So they have. Ghosts that have names at this place. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And these were names given to them by not Zach Beggins. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's just from uh, like local staff lore staff there. Yeah, yeah, local staff who's been there a while and decided to give these things a name since they seem, judging by the fact that they know that Skippy in particular is the one attacking women. I guess they behave slightly differently, at least. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, there's, a, there's also 
couple different apparitions that appear in the Quaker building. These buildings all have different names. Obviously, that's the Quaker building. There's a young girl with long, dark hair uh, just walking around. And a large, hunched figure with dangling arms, which sounds terrifying. Yeah, seem yeah, that does kind of seem like a maybe like a skinwalker build. Yeah, that's just these these places are like pitch dark inside. I'm sure too. So coming across something like that, you would probably crap your pants. Yeah, I would not. I would not want to run into anything like that. First of all, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in a place like that in the middle of the night. But if I was, I would not want to run into something like that. I wouldn't recommend going to these places at all. Honestly, uh, if you go to these places, the demon, like if if there is a demon dwelling in that place, it can follow you home. That's that. It happens. So I, I personally tend to just not go to haunted places as much as I am curious about them, and I would like to. Like try to investigate and see what's going on there. I just it's pretty dangerous. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to be around that kind of demonic activity. Leave mm-hmm. yourself open for you know catch you slipping. Demons catch you slipping while you're caught you lacking. Right? Well, I, there's no <laughs> way I'd be lacking. Absolutely, there's that's not going to happen. First of all. Never Damn, lacking. Skippy caught me lacking. Right? Yeah, I'm not definitely. Skippy is not catching me lacking. But like, what good? What good is a Glock gonna do against Skippy? Like, you can't shoot a ghost. You can if you like dip the bullets in holy water. I don't. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Yeah, have you tried it? <laughs> No, I haven't dipped my bullets in holy water and shot at a ghost. I'm not, that is actually, I'm going to have to put that on the list of things I need to do now. So. <laughs> well, now, now you know. Right. Going to have to check the monster manual. Yeah, Grog, check the monster manual, <laughs> see what it says about holy water like, and uh, bullets. Plus 10 like, holy damage or something like that. It's gotta I think you just, you just need to turn them away. Ah. Turn them away. <laughs> so, what is this? There's um, there's a there's a couple more, right? We've got um, besides the Penhurst Asylum, right? We, we have the yeah. the old jail museum, the Carbon County Jail, in Jim Thorpe, Jim and that place, Thorpe, Pennsylvania. The town yeah. is named after Jim Thorpe, right? That's a town in the Poconos. It's actually it's. Basically, the entire town is basically just like one long road with tons of shops. It's a it's a big coal mine area, uh, former coal mine area. Um, but yeah, I've I've been there. It's it's a pretty nice place. And right among these nice little quaint shops is this old, very old uh, jail, which has been converted into a museum that you can actually go inside of. I didn't go inside it because we didn't have time, unfortunately. But uh, it's uh, it was built in 1871, and it was actually used till 1995, which is pretty surprising considering the age of the place. It just it just looks ancient. I can't imagine like in 1995 people still being held there. Huh. But and um, 
Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania is known as the Switzerland of America. I wonder what they're the hiding. Switzerland of America. I wonder what they're hiding in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Better not be the Swiss. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, why would they call it the Switzerland of America? Is it like, is that America's Alps? Like, is, you know what I mean? Like, why would they call it the Switzerland? What, what do they, do they, do they make a lot of watches there? Like, what's going on? As far as I know, it's just like, it's, it's just known for that shopping, like that one stretch of road. It's not that, that old ass castle looking cathedral. Oh, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, it the jail museum. Uh, it's known for the hanging of four coal miners who were supposedly members of the Molly Maguires, which is actually a secret society of Irish Americans. You know that that's who's that's who's really run in the country. Right. The Irish. Right. It's the Irish. Um. For and they were hung for supposedly murdering two mine bosses in 1877. Um, and Alexander Campbell was one of these supposed Molly Maguires, and he is the main. Uh, what he did is the main attraction of this place. So he maintained his innocence up until his death, and right before he was taken out of his cell to go to the gallows. He rubbed his hand on the ground and left a muddy handprint on the wall. And he said, there is proof of my words. That mark of mine will never be wiped out. It will remain forever to shame the county for hanging an innocent man. And this handprint is there to this day. But what's significant about it is they have tried time and again to remove it. They have tried cleaning it. They've tried painting over it. It just keeps coming back. It, it like it'll be gone when they paint over it, but it'll like bleed through. So that's that's why people actually uh, think this is something supernatural. Yeah, it's uh, it's possible. I mean, there's always a supernatural aspect to all this stuff. It seems like mm-hmm. it has to be, you know. Otherwise, there wouldn't be. Well, that's what demons are supernatural. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think you can actually go there and actually see that. It's in cell 17. In they cell have 17. A, uh, they have a solitary confinement uh, area in the basement. And that place is like a dungeon. Hmm. Seems awful. Yeah. All these old prison jail things, they don't seem very like very nice places. Now, you know, now you can get your education, go to the library, you know, work out. Slaughter a family five and get like a free degree, free medica- uh, free medical insurance. You don't have to pay a dime for health care. Right. Right. And they probably they probably have better health care than a lot of a lot of people. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Oh yeah, they got Yeah, they got to take care of the prisoners, you know. Yeah. So that they can let them out, so they can vote. Ugh. But uh, as as for Jim Thorpe, uh, there is. I was camping there at the time, um, and me and some buddies went 
uh, on a hike. Uh, there's, I think it was called the 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 Switchback Trail. That's what it's called. Um, it's a, it's a nice, it's just a nice relaxing trail. But there's actually at one point uh, you have to walk across like a very sheer like rock face, and there's like maybe six inches of rock that you have to step on. And right below you is the entrance to a cave. Hmm. Uh, and that cave leads to an abandoned, collapsed mine shaft. So me and some buddies went in there um, just to check it out. Uh, it was pretty stable up until, like, it was just, you don't actually get to go in the mine. As soon as the mine starts, that's where it's collapsed. Um, but we got to the back. We were all kind of edged, like, on edge because who knows what's in there. We had our knives out and everything. And uh, we were just kind of listening. And something friggin' growled at us. Oh. It's, it sounded like you ever like if you've if you've ever heard the Minecraft groan from uh, like the zombies, uh huh, like the yeah. We heard that three times within the span of like thirty seconds, and uh, we got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can imagine. As far as I researched, like the mine, um. It was out of use before it collapsed, so it's not like there was an abundant amount of miners trapped in there or anything that would cause, like, I'm sh- being a mine from, like, the 1800s, I'm sure there was some fatalities there. Oh, sure. They didn't have, you know, OSHA at the time regulating mm-hmm. how miners, you know, how many hours or what they had to wear or any of that kind of stuff. You just went to but, the uh, mine and you worked, you know, 23 hours a day, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With your bootstraps. Yeah, you got to pull them up by your bootstraps. And then and when you got caps. off work, when you got off work, you went home and you uh, you built cathedrals in your spare time. With your black lung. Yes, with your black lung and your bootstraps and your master masonry abilities <laughs> from being a uh, coal miner. Yes. Yeah, these these places are like that place is still pretty dangerous to go. Honestly, uh, before we heard the growls, one of the guys actually it was either stupid or had some balls. He crawled on top of the rubble, and when he got to like the the top, uh, he shone his light, and he said there was a it was about a two foot gap, like a a drop, but it went thirty feet down. Huh. Like these these places are incredibly dangerous to go to. So who, I don't know. I can't imagine anything was living in there. Like it was, it was, there was nothing for anything to hide behind. There's no, like, unless there was something actually deeper in, like something right. that right. was in the mine. We didn't, we didn't go past that. Well, but sound I, carries too in those kind of places. Right. You know, we used to go, we used to go like fucking around in the sewers <laughs> when we were kids <laughs> and like Ninja Turtle style, you know? Mm-hmm. And we found we'd find like a in our neighborhood we found like a sewer entrance and we'd go you know end up lost pop up on somebody else's street and be like oh shit where are we but um yeah I can imagine man like hearing something but but sound does travel though so that's like I'm, I'm sure it been, does so maybe yeah it might, but like might not have been you know, right I mean, next to us still, lived, what is living in an abandoned mine shaft Gollum. <laughs> I don't. I know. Honestly, like, who the hell knows? But 
Yeah, that would that would freak me the fuck out too. I kind of want to go back, honestly, but we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, just this time, you know, just bring something other than a knife. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I not that I recommend, you know, firearms or anything. I meant like you know, like a stick, oh yeah, I meant like a, a stick. stick. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, a stick and a knife. That way you yeah. can have two weapons. Perhaps a big rock of some sort. Right. A stick, a rock, and a knife. I think you'll be good. Possibly a flashlight. Oh yeah, I mean so, we had yeah. we had headlamps. Oh nice. Okay, there you go. Cool, man. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cave and mine stuff in Kentucky that I want to go check out, and I've heard a lot of stuff. Um, I've never been caving or been in any, any type of cave, so. Mm-hmm. or mine type thing. So I'm going to check that out and hopefully are you, are you going to do that alone? No. Oh no. No, <laughs> no. And yeah, that's not something I would ever do with like less than like four other people. Absolutely. Yes. No, there will be a group. No, there is no way I'm doing that by myself or with one other person. No, we're going to take like, like you said, like four or five people and we'll go. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Yeah, I want to do like well, there's like Mammoth Cave and that kind of stuff in Kentucky. That's kind of kind of a few hours, so it's not that bad. I think I want to do like a um maybe like a paranormies caving camping trip, I think. This summer. I think we're gonna work on that. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there's an announcement. Paranormies camping trip this summer. Grognak make awesome. a note. Yeah. Anyways, um, is there anything else with the prison that you want to you want to talk about at all? No, I mean the 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 Jim Thorpe, the old jail museum. That's that's pretty much the uh, only thing with it. Uh, it's not really known for any other uh, hauntings. Okay. I still want to uh, know why. Just... I still want to want to know why they call it the Switzerland. Pennsylvania. I've never heard that before. That's yeah. um, that's interesting. Yeah, is there is there a tie in to the United Nations? Maybe the IMF. Hmm. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, we are coming up, dude. That's pretty good timing. Coming up at the end of the show, and we will have a creepy pasta. I haven't checked out. You sent us one. I did. I have not checked it out yet. So uh, feel free to use it, but uh, if not, that's okay too. Cool. Well, we will check that out. Um, definitely check out Seamus's company. Check out Antelope Hill Publishing. What is the website? Where can they find books? AntelopeHillPublishing.com. All right. AntelopeHillPublishing.com. Go buy books from them. Uh, I actually know some of the authors. Is the Raw Egg Nationalism book in, again, I knew it was out for a while. Uh, I am not in on the stock. I- okay. I need to get that. One. I've that. heard I've heard really good things about that one. Um, because I have some friends that are into raw eggs. So, oh yeah, we've uh, me and my my roommates here. We've uh, we've tried slonking. I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's for me, but I do have the book, and uh, I would really like to try some recipes from it. I cool. want to try making that Panzer chocolate ice cream. Ooh, yeah. See, I need to get the book so I can know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to order a book 
from Antelope Hill. You all should too. But anyways, yes. um, big thanks, Seamus. Thanks for taking us on a tour through Pennsylvania. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great. Grognak, buddy, thanks for hanging out and please tell me you wrote some of this stuff down. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm joking, of course. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for hanging out. And we are going to get out of here. Reinhardt and Dogbot and all the rest of the gang will hopefully be back next week. I'm not sure exactly who's coming back what day. But we'll be back next week and we'll see y'all later. See ya. Time travel makes you gay. <sighs> that was a really bad fall, he thinks. I shouldn't have been drinking so much last night. Oh, I don't know how I got home. Somebody must have dropped me off. Nobody bothered taking me to the hospital, those lazy bastards. It's the last time I go drinking with them. That's what I get for trying to impress everyone. He looks at the clock in his room. It's about 8.30. He gets up to get some breakfast, but something's wrong. His room is different. All of his stuff is gone. And in its place is some kind of bland decor, like somebody's guest room. He looks out the window, but it's his room. It's the same view that he's always seen. He walks out into the kitchen and makes himself some toast, still confused. But he hears footsteps approaching. Oh, morning, Mom, he says, as he always does. But as soon as his mother sees him, she screams like he's some home intruder. He tells her to stop freaking out, but she only keeps screaming at him to get out before she calls the police. She pushes him and grabs a knife from a drawer and points it at him. Mom, what, what, what the hell are you doing? Put the knife down, he yells at her. She looks confused for a second, but just keeps screaming. She's gone crazy. He backs away from her towards the front door and passes by some family photos. Even in the middle of her insane shouting for him to get out, he notices something. He's not in any of these photos. Doesn't make any sense, he thinks. He remembers being there when these photos were taken. He quickly runs out the door and sees that his car is gone. What the hell is going on? Ugh. Damn it, my phone isn't in my pocket either. He didn't know what else to do. So he just started running down the street. He'd go to Dave's house. Dave lives right around the block, and he should be able to help. He gets there and knocks on the door. Dave finally answers. Oh, Dave, thank God. You'll never believe what just happened. My mom, she... Dave cuts him off. Look, pal, I don't know what you're on about, but I don't know you. All right, now get out of here before I call the cops. Dave slams the door in his face. He feels like he's going to be sick. He went to the other neighbors, all of which should have known him well. Everyone in the neighborhood likes him. But they all had the same reaction as Dave. Nobody seems to know who he is. This must be some kind of sick joke. There's no way. There's no way they could get my mom to fake that tear in her face. Where the knife swings, I... He hears police sirens and 
ducks behind a bush just as a patrol car comes around the corner, apparently looking for someone. They're looking for me? No. No, why would they be? I, I haven't done anything wrong. He decides to wave them down for help. He comes out from behind the bush and rushes into the street. The police car comes to a stop and two officers get out, immediately pointing their guns at him. They order him to get on the ground. What? No, officers, you have to help me. My mom's going crazy. She tried to kill me. You... He walks toward them, still begging for help, but they only keep shouting. He doesn't hear their threats over his own pleas. A single gunshot rings out, and everything goes dark. (sighs) That was a really bad fall.